<laughs> the great Irene Reed. Beautiful song. Uh, I'm sure she was great in her time. Some things are not timeless. That's a new album. Like, <laughs> very fresh. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a very recent album, I would say. No. Yeah, I mean, she looks quite old on it. I think it came out uh, 2010, so not too recent. She's probably not alive anymore now that I think about it. When I heard it on the radio uh, cruising the other day, uh, I think they did mention the late great. I mean, <laughs> I must have missed that album. It didn't seem to make its way to Qatar. <laughs> they didn't do jazz in the Middle East, man. Uh, we didn't hear it. No, you guys were too busy listening to Nickelback and uh, Ball uh, with the Ball. Sh- don't shit on the Nickelback, brother. <laughs> I think I got you closer to God. <laughs> oh, no, that was the other fic. What's that guy? Creed. <laughs> Creed, man. You talking about taking you higher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always confuse those two. They're like, in my head, they're both the same guy. Oh, like the two lead Actually, singers? Actually, you know what? Both of you are just in the Hall of Hacks. Both just no talent, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know either one of your names, and I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. I mean, this is better than the fucking whatever you were playing. This is Creed. Yeah. Here it comes, right here. Here we are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At least he sounded like a man. I get him that. Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays, you can't tell. You're not allowed to tell now, right? You're supposed to... Uh, Those that boy band from uh, Asia, man. Oh, BTS. I would love a oh nationwide poll on how many guys jerked off to them before <laughs> they realized they were dudes. I guarantee you there's like a good number. It's probably equal to the number of people that have the boost. You know? There's got to be... The, and then the people with the buy vans... You know, oh, that's man. equal to the number of guys that continued jerking off to them after they realized they were just, uh, oh, fuck it, you don't care. They're the same people who got the monkey uh, pox booster. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. I was looking that up recently because I was just kind of in my own mind like, dude, what happened to freaking monkey pox, man? Like, they buried that shit. And sure enough, it's gone. They, oh, yeah. I'm not even like exaggerating. They literally announced that they believe they've eradicated monkeypox from the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> it never existed. What, what, what groundbreaking technology did you guys use? <laughs> uh, condoms. <laughs> gave, gave a bunch of gay men condoms. Yeah, or hear me out. Just hear me out. I don't think it existed. And, uh, or, or, or it was a reaction to the vaccine. Yeah, well, there was a lot of hype going around that this was kind of an exaggerated shingles. Yeah. So I kind of could see that going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, There is some crazy stuff with the Vax going on, though. You sent me a little action with Tucker. Oh, dude, Tucker is, like, blowing this shit up right now. Is he on, like, a crusade? Against the Vax, or what's he doing, man? I, I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about the man, but I've been kind of out of the Tucker loop, you know? Yeah, I don't really watch the show, but I keep getting sent clips. So uh, You know, and they're like, it all, it's all him, like, exposing that the, the, the vaccine's hurting people. You know, he's bringing people on that are actually talking about it. So I don't know. Well, uh, he's got this dude, um, he's a doctor of sorts. You know you can't trust doctors these days, right, Mike? So, Never. <laughs> yeah, dude. So. They're just as bad as the politicians. <laughs> That's right, man. So he's got this guy on, and I'm, I'm finding this fascinating that they're doing this on nationalized cable television now. You know what I mean? Like, this is now, yeah. this is good stuff. So, uh... What do we always say? If it's on Tucker, it's going to be on CNN a few months later. I sent you a couple months. Did you see that article I sent you from the Atlantic? That was really scary about the doctor. Who's, who him and his doctor concluded that his heart issues or, or his cancer came back because of the vaccine. Yeah. Hey, hold, 
Yeah, that was that, clip. that that was their conclusion. And so we're gonna roll into uh, this clip here of uh, Tucker Carlson. It's a heady one. So folks, load up that pipe, pack it up. We're gonna dig deep. Here we go. Severe heart damage in otherwise healthy children. Oh yeah, we've always had that. No, we haven't actually. And Dr. Marty McCary was virtually alone in the medical community when he warned about the risks of this. He warned for months. In March, he wrote to the CDC and said, you've got a duty to, quote, rigorously study the long-term effects of vaccine-induced myocarditis. He was not celebrated for this. Of course, he was attacked, as always. Dr. McCary is a professor at Johns Hopkins and joins us tonight. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on and for sounding the call early. Is the idea going to be this is totally normal? It's always been this way? Well, they famously downplayed it. The CDC director last year said, if we vaccinate a million children, there might be 30 or 40 cases of mild myocarditis. And they said, if you get myocarditis from COVID, that's worse or happens at a higher rate. But that's not true. The studies have come out. Europe reacted by banning the Moderna vaccine altogether in young people in many parts of Europe, in everybody under 30 and in other places, everybody under 40. The tragedy that we're now learning that there's significant heart damage, 31% of people having physical activity restrictions. The Seattle study, that 63% of children after myocarditis had evidence of heart swelling months down the road on MRI. So we were playing with fire. We didn't know what we were dealing with. They undercounted the complication rate, making the vaccine look safer than it really was, overcounting cases in young people and hospitalizations, making the COVID infection look more dangerous than it really was. And the tragedy is that we could have saved children from myocarditis. We could have protected this nation's children from myocarditis. I can't even believe one was acceptable, let alone 40. And now the number, you know, is just, they don't even know. They really don't even know, dude. We could have spaced out the vaccine instead of those that narrow three-week interval. No vaccine's given three weeks apart, and the myocarditis happens after the second dose. We could have let parents say, you know, if you only feel comfortable with one dose, it's okay to stop there. Instead, we put a gun to their head saying, you got to come back in three weeks, and if you don't agree, you're in deep trouble. And we could have been honest about the risk. In healthy children, that risk is so low, it's lower than the risk of the vaccine. Wow. It's shocking. If your child is heart damaged at the age of 14, how is she going to do at 50? No one seems to be thinking about the future. Um, You have, though, and we're grateful for it. Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins. Wow, man. And that's a great way to phrase it, too, dude. What is this damage going to look like five, ten years down the road? Twenty years, dude. All of us who were the loudest about not taking this vaccine, what were we saying? Dude, there's no evidence or data to suggest that this is safe five, ten years from now. We don't know. And they've yet, they were, the reason it never got cleared before is because they were never able to make an mRNA vaccine work in any other animal. That's just craziness, man. Oh, dude, this is scary. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is very scary. Yeah, yeah, we're entering a really wild territory where, uh, look, the excess you know, mortality you know, rate is insane amongst people in their 30s and 40s right now 30s and 40s worse than that dude it's worse than that is that you you talk to anybody talk to anybody you you know and you're like yeah you know they're not giving the vaccine to people under 40 in a lot of countries in europe right Right. what do you mean i haven't heard that wow what do you mean you haven't heard that maybe you should stop watching cnn and msnbc yeah and (laughs) you would realize that yeah the, in other countries, they, they looked at it, and they looked at the data, and they said, no, stop. Um, Denmark, under 50. They are not recommending the shot for you. Un- Denmark, under 50. Come on, man. Uh, that's crazy. Plus, 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 COVID is over, isn't it? No. I, I, I have been well informed by the President of the United States <laughs> on 60 Minutes. That's right. Prime time on a Sunday oh, yeah. interrupted my dude man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He said it was fucking over. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but it's not over, bro. Not by a long shot. By and whose by whose metrics? Mike, God himself. Welcome Brooklyn's <laughs> own Dr. Fauci. Hi, David. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. 
So uh, my first question is very simple. Is the COVID-19 pandemic over? You know, David, there's a lot of misinterpretation <laughs> about what the meaning of the word over is. It means different oh things my God! different people. I'm sure you're referring Dude, to. He's doing you're the fucking weasel! You fucking weasel! <laughs> now you don't know what the word over means? Dude, he's pulling the Bill Clinton defense. It's <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a blowjob? <laughs> you, you got one at the ball game, didn't you? <laughs> you went up to that skybox. You fucking pervert. <laughs> Dude, that, is, that is literally the Bill Clinton defense right there. That depends on what your definition of is is. Did you say over? Well, in the sense of a uh, game over, I would say <laughs> no. Uh, as in the sense of over the hill, <laughs> I would say yeah, yeah. You see, it all depends on how you use it in a sentence. He <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> can't. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, is it over? That is a fucking yes or no question. <laughs> well, that's a good, that's an excellent question, Frank. Uh, the way I look at it, we'll see, we got to look at it from three angles. Uh, no, is it over? It's a pandemic. It started. Now it's over. <laughs> no, no, there's so many definitions of over. Come on, Mike. We all know this. <laughs> <laughs> so many definitions, man. This guy, he's he is pure evil. The comment made by the president a day or two ago. Um, if you're talking about the fulminant phase of the outbreak, <laughs> what? when we were having anywhere from eight hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand infections a day, and three to four thousand deaths per day, that was several months ago. We are much much better off now than we were then. So in that case, <laughs> that fulminant phase of the outbreak is oh behind us. But as the president made very clear on the second half of his sentence, <laughs> is that which they don't seem to show, is that he actually said, we still have a lot of work to do. There's still a challenge ahead. We've got to get people <laughs> vaccinated. We still have a number of cases. We have 400 deaths per day. That's an unacceptably high level. So, again, it depends on the semantics of what your definition is. We don't want anyone to get the impression that we don't have a lot of work to do. We've got to get the level of infection considerably lower than it is. And we've certainly got got to get the level of deaths lower than it is. So, again, it depends on the semantics of what you mean by end. It's It's all semantics. Dr. Fauci, that's how I know you're a true scientist. One thing I know about true scientists, it's always semantics with them. You know? <laughs> it took him it took him two minutes to answer, is it over? <laughs> <laughs> and he never gave a yes or no. I still don't get it. In the end, he's he just, like <laughs> he, he just threw in uh, filament or whatever that word was in the middle of there, and it threw you all, no way anybody in America could follow him after that. <laughs> Tony, how are you going to get by this one? Martha, I'm going to throw in a five-syllable word in there. <laughs> These sheep will never get past it. <laughs> God, we're so stupid. <laughs> this guy, he's unbelievable, man. It's it's all about the stock options, you know? He's like, well, it's not really <laughs> technically over until uh, the end of the quarter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Phil, the uh, earnings report will come out sometime in November. Uh, I believe after that, the virus will subside. <laughs> what? Yeah, what is going on here? Oh, man. How, how is this guy? Wh- who is he talking to? Also, why is it every time Joe Biden goes out there and speaks, there's immediate damage c- control by all aspects of the government? Everybody has to go out there and be like, no, 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 he didn't say what he said. Yeah, remember that? 
This remember is... what they would remember what they would talk about with uh with Trump all the time? Where they would be like, he goes out there, he just shoots from the hip, and then his team is forced to go behind him and clean it up. All right. Remember that was like one of the biggest critiques about him. That's right. Yeah. But it really Now now <laughs> it's like same thing here. Who's running the show? The guy, you know. Yeah, but with Trump, what's funny about him when you really look back on it is he'd dig himself into a hole and then he'd get off that helicopter in the field and approach the bay of reporters outside and just start screaming at them for two hours and then he'd go back <laughs> into the White House and then like mean tweet for an hour. And then, well, the best part about Trump's team is they would have like uh, that McEnany chick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they would just, they would literally just be like, all right, Trump said this. Let's figure out how we're going to defend it. You know what I mean? With <laughs> Biden, it's just like, no, no, no. He's senile. Come on. He's senile until you tell us maybe we should get rid of him because he's senile. Then he's perfectly healthy. Fine. <laughs> but when he says we're going to have a ground war with China. Uh, oh, I know. That was in the same 60 Minutes interview, wasn't it? Oh, uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was the longest 60 minutes of my life. <laughs> Just cut to Andy Rooney. Cut to Andy Rooney. <laughs> He's dead, sir. Damn it. Cut to the queen. <laughs> I know there's something going on there. <laughs> that was really, that was a disaster. They're, they've been, they spent the whole week cleaning that shit up, man. Dude, his response to are you too old and healthy? Watch me. Just watch me. <laughs> It was like the worst answer you could have ever given. Did you see the thing floating around of him at that uh, gathering? And he oh, yeah, dude. mentioned he like winks and points at the uh, young lady, I can presume, and mentions how he knew her when he was she was 12 and he was 30. Yeah, that was disgusting. It's pretty gross. He kind of made a, I would argue, what sounded like a suggestive. <laughs> it was pretty creepy. You know, uh, comment about it, right? Like how they knew each other or whatever it was. I, I didn't want to clip it. It was kind of gross, and it was it's everywhere. Creepy. Everybody on the right just like frothed over it, man. It was crazy. But yeah, well, because dude, it is kind of crazy that you guys did spend four years talking about Trump wanting to fuck his daughter. Like that was Stephen Colbert on late night TV <laughs> talking about how he wants to fuck his daughter. Yeah, it was like his like running bit. You know, all yes. of them, or Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. All of them had it for sure. No, right? no, they all were into the idea that Trump wanted to bang Ivanka. And the whole remember the joke? He didn't like the other daughter because she didn't fuck him. Yeah, like it was literally <laughs> your guys' running joke, right? And now you have a guy who literally his daughter's diary is out there. She said he joined her in the shower. Yeah. Like, touched her and shit. Like, it's fucking weird, man. He sexualized her at a young age. Like, it's fucking weird. You and know, just it's weird. Cr- crickets. Can't <laughs> yeah. even talk about it. That doesn't exist. That's, that's, that's crazy. He's not a pedophile. It's Russian disinformation, man. Yeah, it was a different time. Oh, my God. That is strange. You got the Hunter Biden laptop. You got the diary. Nothing, man. You're getting no, nobody talking about it. And anybody who does, it kind of gets buried, right? Yeah. And then right now, what are they all talking about with Hunter? It's not fair to go after him because he's just, you know, he's not a politician. Okay. Okay. But then why is in New York, why are you guys going after everybody in the Trump family? All right, yeah. fine, go after Trump. He's a politician. Fine. Ivanka was in the cabinet. Eric? You guys are going after Eric? That guy just got his driver's license. <laughs> and it's restricted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I mean... You guys literally were going after Eric and everybody, dude. It's crazy. It's pretty weird times right now, and 
I mean, did you, did, did you see Bill, Bill Maher was like, not just Bill Maher, every one of these guys, like on the, all these talk shows, all the late shows, they're like gleefully talking about, uh, oh, Donald Trump is now on his eighth lawsuit. He's being sued eight times. Yeah. You guys are just, you guys are just verifying that it's a witch hunt. Oh, 100%, dude. How, how many more lawsuits are you going to pile on? He's being tried in every fucking district in New York, right? Yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. And federally. Yeah. And you know what? It's not just the late night shows, man. I was checking out the daytime Sunday shows, and they are advertising it at the beginning of their, you know, in their openings. They're all oh, about yeah. it. They're so happy. They're, they're closing out their shows with it, man. They're so stoked to talk about Trump and all his lawsuits and how they're just destroying the Trump family. It's pretty weird. You know what the message you're sending, actually, is if you're an outsider, we will crush you and your family. Yeah, you, you, oh, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Like, that, that, that's really crazy. It's really crazy that this is the first time in, like, what, four decades that we don't have a Bush in office? Yeah. Right? But what's crazy is Ronald Reagan was the most loved president ever. How come his family never became a dynasty? Interesting. Right, um, but then the Clintons. Who the fuck likes the Clintons? But you know Chelsea's gonna make a run somewhere, and she'll win. Uh, right, the fucking <laughs> nastiest bitch ever. Hillary was Secretary of State. Yeah, Hillary's rise to fame is a bit strange, though. You know, it really does coincide with her getting that senator gig in New York, if you recall. Yeah, which was fucking dude. That's oh. that that's what I'm saying. That gig is literally just. Does the DNC like you or not? Did they owe you? Huh. Well, you, you know, know uh, <laughs> if the DNC puts you in there, you're gonna win. No Republicans winning that spot. She got that spot essentially because the guy who was a dead ringer for it was JFK Jr., who died in that plane crash. Oh, really? God, how old is that bitch? <laughs> oh man, like when you're a demon soul, you stay around for centuries. Come on. Jesus Christ. Can we at least just cut off the adrenochrome to these people so they fucking die at a normal age? You gotta look it up, dude. I think it's uh, 97, 99. I can't remember the yeah, year. No, you got, yeah. You're like bringing shit up and it's like, I remember being a little kid when this shit happened. So like, he you, died in the plane still trying to make crash. a presidential run? Well, he was poised to make a run for Senate and... At the time, I believe, like, the magazine he was the head of was kind of failing, and there were a lot of things at play, but he was a huge player in the political and social scene in New Dude, York. that was when, like, the Kennedys were in the news constantly, but it was like, they either murdered somebody or they were murdered. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just a big, you know, he was just the most well-known Kennedy, man. He was, a, he was our royalty, essentially, here in America, and... uh that plane crash happened to coincide with the fact that he was about to make a serious political run, and then he died, and then Hillary took the throne, if you will. Which, you are right, because I to have that gig... I believe there's an angel of death, and it must be a Clinton. Oh, man. Well, to have that gig, dude, you and then you go on to... You end up working a White House gig, and then you're eventually, right, poised to run for uh, office. Or you could skip all of it like Obama. <laughs> Just be black. And just miraculously end up as president. <laughs> just be black, you'll get a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot he got that Nobel Peace Prize. That's <laughs> Dude, I remember in uh, 16, there was like talk of Hillary ending up on Mount Rushmore. I was like, dude. What? You no, don't remember that? That was no like in the super left-wing media. Yeah. No. Amy Goodman interviewed that tribe or whatever, and it was like some female that was like, I don't remember. It was so stupid. That is absolutely hilarious. Honestly. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> remember, the, the Mount Rushmore's trash. It's just nothing but slavers. <laughs> That's right. Dude. They should put AOC up there. It would really throw her for a loop. <laughs> I don't think there's enough rock for those teeth. <laughs> I think they're already doing that. It's the horse that crazy horse is riding. <laughs> Can't tell the difference. Oh, man. It is kind of goofy that we have Mount Rushmore. I mean, 
we did just blast the side of a mountain to put some faces on it. I think it's beautiful. What? I love it. Get the fuck out of here. That's kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of a crazy idea. When you, you it know. looks weird as fuck when you go see it. That's in what person. I'm saying. It's kind of like who who decided this? <laughs> so out of place. So out of place. I get the monument, the monuments, and all the stuff, and like Ugh. the Lincoln statue in DC. I get it, man. But you know all this other shit. Know. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? Like, <laughs> you think there were guys walking around like uh, you know, like five thousand years ago, like looking at the Sphinx, and they're like, I mean, it's nice, but it's kind of a waste <laughs> just out here. <laughs> thousand years you stumble upon upon mount rushmore right you're gonna think this is like an ancient site of like a major city or something no it's just some fucking bullshit mountain in the middle of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) that we decided to put four faces (laughs) but like in a thousand years when all the tourist shit is gone that's gonna look really funny yeah, it'll have all this overgrown shit over it, and uh, it'll be pretty crazy. Look, like somebody will discover it. Yeah, and maybe some. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Imagine the <laughs> theories they're gonna have about it. <laughs> or we end up being around, but we just let it go. Which I, you know, that- nah, I'm talking about like after the nuclear holocaust. You know, that's what they're predicting right now, man. Like, Alex Jones is going crazy about it. I don't know if you've been on board with any of this, but they're, they're claiming that Dude, a lot of... Dude, we've been talking about from the beginning how this war in Ukraine isn't right. Yeah. Man, something is not right. They're, and they're not telling us what's going on. You know what? I, I really wish I could get like a... I wish I could just sit down and have a beer with Putin. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, though? And what would you ask the uh, Putin over this beer? I, I would just say, you know, uh, what's actually going on here? I man, I don't know. Simple I, question. He he Lino? recently had a meeting with Xi Jinping, and now they're seeing. You see those Chinese fucking trucks moving in. Well, apparently, did you? Uh, there was a bunch of hoopla on Twitter yesterday, and uh, they were saying. Rumors, allegedly, that uh, <laughs> Xi was on house arrest and there was a coup d'etat occurring in China. I didn't hear about that. It was it was being rumored around and it was uh, trending on the old Twitter. And then... Because of the COVID? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. So there's a lot of things in motion and... Uh, a lot of war games are being kind of set, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it definitely seems like this Ukraine-Russia thing was purposely set up in order to escalate to something even greater. And yeah, I think this was like a toe in the water. A lot of nuclear talk, though. Like, I've never heard this much nuclear war talk before. It, only in the... Well, co- China, if China teams up with Russia, their nuclear arsenals... Better than ours. And what do you think? They're just going to nuke America? No, but the problem is, I mean, Xi and, and, and Putin are both old. They right. both kind of don't have the best of legacy. True. And you're kind of pushing them into a spot where they, I mean, they got nothing to lose. They're both allegedly China, China's Ill. economy is about to fucking collapse if it hasn't already. Yes, there's there's a lot of rumors that you know. I mean, they have those ghost cities, right? The ghost it, cities yeah. are gone. The, the the housing market collapsed. The real estate collapsed. collapsed. The yeah. cities are falling apart. The zero COVID thing was a disaster. Well, they essentially, I believe, had to lock everyone down again for this phony COVID round because they needed to stop any type of uh, uprising. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. why they started this whole surveillance state. Absolutely, it's- yes. yes. I'm sure. Could you imagine <laughs> just sitting there and a drone comes over your house? You must stay inside. <laughs> oh man, that's Terminator shit. Oh, it's so creepy, dude, to see those videos. Is that really what's going on there? I didn't even see these. I didn't know they had. Yeah, no look way. it up, dude. In China, these people, that's how they were like, they were literally doing surveillance in these towns with drones. And the drones were telling people to go inside, close your windows. 
Whoa, that's yeah. coming here. I hope everyone's ready. Oh, that's so scary. So scary, dude. And that and the- dystopia, man, I think the only way to communicate is through podcasting, actually. So thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate yes. it. It will be here when the world ends. We're fighting the machine. <laughs> Tap that hard if you want to fight it with us. Dude, that is absolutely Terminator-esque dystopia, except the machines don't take over, right? It's the government controlling the machines. Yeah. That's the scariest version of, like, Uh, Orwell. (laughs) uh, What's worse, the humans or the robots? At least the robots are logical. Yeah. Wow, the humans controlling the robots? That's just pure emotion and frightening. (laughs) Oh, it's way worse. Yeah, man. Especially when you have people like the Democrats in power who go after their political opponents. Well, dude, that's why, you know, all across the world you're seeing a, sh- a huge swing to the right. Did you see in fucking, was it Sweden? Uh, what went down in or, Sweden? It was either Sweden or Denmark. I don't know. It's all these places, dude. You're not hearing any news from them, right? Because they're... They're having all these elections, and they're That's electing right. the most conservative. I got. The, I have action on the elections in Italy. Italy just just elected the first female prime minister, and the left couldn't be more pissed off. About yeah, Mike, it. why is that, man? Why wouldn't they celebrate this woman? Frick, I don't care if it's a fucking hit, if it's a female Hitler. <laughs> She's a female Hitler. <laughs> She doesn't believe men could have babies. She's a female Hitler. <laughs> yeah, she's apparently a fascist because she believes in the nuclear family, from what I gather from all the information on this. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's why she's the devil. <laughs> that's right. She's the devil because she doesn't want gay couples to be able to adopt kids. <laughs> for, right. uh, for anyone out of the loop on the Italian elections, um, we got a little clip here uh, giving us the lowdown on why we must be scared because fascism is taking over Europe. This is a totally unbiased view from CBS. <laughs> Nonpartisan. <laughs> Nonpartisan indeed. <laughs> Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Chris Livesay is in Rome. Italy is revered for its history, reflected in palazzos and ruins and statues. But not all of that history is beautiful, and many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's historic march on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, his fascist party is gone, but many say she is carrying the torch. Giorgio Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy. What was once a fringe party has ballooned into the biggest in the country, and it's now poised to lead the most hard-right government since World War II. (laughs) The fundamental problem in Italy is becoming the the illegal immigration. Too many immigrants. To protect the the traditional family, a family composed by a mom, a dad, and so on. Who can relate? Italy's conservative superstar remains fiercely opposed to adoptions and surrogacy for same-sex couples. The fiery 45-year-old is comfortable with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. And that's clearly a post-fascist party. Um, with a post-fascist agenda. Uh, Irene Caratelli is a political scientist at Rome's American University. It has the flame uh, in the symbol of the political party that goes back to the idea of the flame on the grave of Mussolini. The same flame (laughs) is on Mussolini's grave? Yes. (laughs) Now it's a historical election also because Giorgia Maloney would be Italy's first ever female prime minister. (laughs) An important glass ceiling, but one that's been overshadowed by her politics. (laughs) CBS News, Rome. CBS News, thank you for that unbiased reporting there. I love that. 
<laughs> this lady believes in the nuclear family and Christianity, so she's Mussolini. It's Mussolini, Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's Mussolini Whoa. reincarnated. That was some thick sauce, man. They just <laughs> oh, laid it God. on there. Holy cow. That was Jimmy Johnson. I believe John's they Manus. call it Alfredo, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Extra thick Alfredo. Oh, wow, dude. I literally cannot believe what I just heard right there. Did they say the word fascist and Mussolini every 10 seconds? Oh, uh, no, Frank, Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank. We're not saying she's fascist, okay? Right. Because she's not trying to round up the Jews. No, 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 but she's like, it's neo-fascism, Frank. It's fascism light. <laughs> it's fascism light. <laughs> kind of fascism you can bring home to grandma. She'll agree with it until she realizes it's fascism. You know? <laughs> oh, Mike, you can have an IPA or you can have a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, you can sit back and have about four or five. Feel all right the next day. Can't do that with an IPA. Uh, Fascism light. Fascism light. You do a little bit at a time. Slowly crank that ratchet, you know? Oh, wow. No, it's, it's unbelievable, dude. But uh, the one thing that I was really glad is in there, that guy talking about immigration. That's the one thing that's yeah. really killing the left in all these countries, like Sweden and all these places, dude. Remember, they made a big deal. About how, remember that uh, earthquake in Haiti? Yes, that I do remember. Made a big deal. We're going to let our, we're going to open our country. That's right. Poland is racist. <laughs> That's Poland right. Poland <laughs> doesn't want these black <laughs> refugees, but we're going to let them in. Well, guess what? I don't mean to talk shit about religions here, but these are Muslim men, dude. They came into the country. They didn't give a shit about the women. Right. I guess rapes are through the roof. Europe has never seen rapes on the level they're seeing it. Well, uh, unfortunately for them, that's acceptable in some religions and cultures. Yeah, that's the problem, is they don't even look at it. There was like this whole thing in uh, one of these countries, I forgot which one it was, the one that, when, I think it was Sweden, where uh, this, like these guys moved into this community, and then w within months, dude, they were like trafficking these girls. The local girls. They like started. Sad. Wow. They started picking up these like young 13, 12 year old girls. Wow. It's terrible. Did you say 12, 13? Somebody, uh, where's Joe <laughs> Biden? Somebody get some eyes on Joe Biden for me. <laughs> but, but Nona talks about all the time that that's what her, her, her relatives in Italy. Yeah. That's the one thing they complain about the most is that the Im these immigrants came in. And it's the problem we're having. We have no problem if you want to come here and be an American. I was going to say, this all right? sounds very familiar. It seems like... They're, they're all Ilhan Omars, dude. That's literally <laughs> who she is. They come into these fucking countries, like they come into this country, and then they want you to accept their ways and then become more like them. No. No, no, no. <laughs> you come here, you assimilate into our fucking culture. Or be like the Polish and the Italians. Pick a, pick a city and create your own little culture. Right there in that <laughs> yeah. city. Yeah. Little Poland. But don't <laughs> shit on the country. You know? Right. No, no, I, I totally agree, man. You know, you should respect the place that embraced you and brought you in. But yeah, that's why, man, the left is losing all around the world. And I, man, I'm telling you, they literally are just, I think they're just spinning this narrative that the polls are in their favor. I really don't think they are. I'm actually perplexed at where these numbers are coming from, they, where they believe that uh, they're going to win. The, the people on the yeah. left right now think that they're going to win like five to seven seats in the Senate. Oh, they're, no, no, it is no, that's in the House. Oh, the House. They have Sorry. no question they're going to win the House, apparently. Oh, no, they have no question they're going to win, the, they're going to hold the Senate. They actually think they're going to pick up one or two seats. And then they think they could pick up as many as five or seven in the house. Where did this insane confidence come from? Is it a faux confidence to get people out to vote or what? Like, what's going on? Uh, I don't imagine, think... like, I remember, like, remember the old days? They had, like, the, uh, they had the oracle who would, like, throw the bones, like the chicken bones. <laughs> I think it's, like, uh, Rob Reiner just throwing, like, big turkey legs and then eating them. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Four seats. 
Well, I think I know why they have so much confidence going into this shit, actually. And uh, what's kind of surprising is I was under the impression that they were going to swing this Italian election or steal it. But are you familiar with Ursula von der Leyen? No. (laughs) She's the president of the European Commission, dude. I don't even know what that is. Beautiful. Well, here's this crazy freaking foreign bitch talking about... How do I get one of these titles? (laughs) Seriously, how do I get one of these fake-ass titles that just... I'm sure her salary is retarded high. Yeah, you... Uh, Honestly, uh, you could start by just putting Reverend in front of your name, which takes nothing. You could literally just start doing it. Yeah, I think for like $40, you get the certificate. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're looking at you reverend al sharpton we're on to you <laughs> joker Jackson. yeah jesse we know what you're up to uh <laughs> <laughs> al sharpton uh, all right so here's ursula dude and she's talking about the italian election and how they're not too concerned because they have ways to uh make things play out the way they want dude I wanted to ask, are there any concerns regarding the upcoming Italian election? Also considering that, you know, a lot of people running, a lot of politicians running, had relationships with Putin. Thank you. Yeah. That's basically what I was talking about, that democracy needs each and every one of you. Democracy is a a constant work in progress. We're never done. It's never safe. It's never, you know, you put it in a box and you keep it. But it's a question how people stand up for democracy. We'll see the outcome of uh, the elections. We had just elections in Sweden too. You were right about Sweden. My is um, that whatever democratic government is willing to work with us, we're working together. And it is interesting if when you experience the the functioning of the European Council. There's a lot of dynamic in the peer group. So you're not only a country member state that comes and says, I want, I want, I want, but you are in the European Council and all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, my future and my well-being is also depending on all the 26 other ones. And that's the beauty also of democracy. We're sometimes slow, I know, and we, we talk a lot, I know, but that's democracy too. So we'll see if things Uh, go in a difficult direction. I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. We have tools if things go in the right direction. And people as a body that is always, um, where always governments have to be accountable to play an important role. They're going to rig elections, bro. Who is this lady? (laughs) She's the head of the European Commission. I don't get what that is. Well, they have the EU. So she's the head of the EU? Yeah, I believe so. She's a, one of the, those WEF, uh, WEF people, the World Economic Forum folk. Forum, yeah. She's a nut job. What the fuck are all these Germans getting in charge again? Yeah, didn't we learn our lesson 60 years ago? <laughs> I mean, they started two world wars. <laughs> two for two, it was, it was Germans. <laughs> all right, man, she is a German politician. And she's president of the European Commission. She has been since 2019. Uh, yeah, I'm a little suspect of her timing here, man. She's okay. starting to strike me as someone who's uh, got some Ooh. agenda going on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's her deal. Did the- her predecessor go on a plane? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Yeah, man. The European Commission is the executive branch of the European Union. So. The executive branch of the European Union. And she's the head of the... Exe- so she's the president of the European Union. You know, I, I recall years ago, d- actually decades ago, people in Europe, like the French, the Italians, they were just so against joining the european union and i as a younger guy couldn't understand why they wouldn't want to be a part of something like the united states yeah and i just didn't understand at the time like i do now that when you uh give up your rights and freedoms as an individual country uh there are some serious consequences you know flash forward to 2020 
we know what those consequences are. Man. <laughs> yeah, dude, and then seriously. go a little further to 2022, you've signed away all your freaking energy and now you're a slave to Putin. Congratulations. <laughs> Not yeah. good place Putin to and be. GE. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. That's pretty wild. So this lady, uh, I think she's just helping push this whole economic forum agenda along, and uh, she's bad news, man. She's trouble. I'd be man. concerned if I was in Europe right now. Uh, we're not too far off, man. I guarantee you they're controlling us, too. I agree with you, but I think they're, a, they're always a little weary of Americans because we're, we're so unpredictable, I feel like. You think, we got guns. You think you got us, and then we just... We go nutso. I think that's yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, then, You think you got us, then we elect Trump. <laughs> it's berserker time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know what we're going to throw your way. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you see like football and stuff. You think someone's fat and docile. You'd be surprised, man. People got some explosiveness in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Americans got a lot of pent up rage, I feel like. Uh, and you step on their toes a little too much, they might come at you. <laughs> <laughs> Take away their Doritos. <laughs> Could be a bad scene, brother. <laughs> Don't take away the Grubhub now. <laughs> That's right. Man. Once you give it to them, you can't take it away. That's the problem. I keep kind of floating this through my mind this idea that they're going to fuck with the energy. They keep threat, you know, threatening it. And blackouts right during the winter time would be the most detrimental to people's lives you know people would die and uh that's a tough time for people to grow food on their own so it would be it would be the most plausible time to do that but but why well they already said the price of gas is going to go up so you th th right after the midterms your gas is going up yeah and anyone wondering why we've tapped the reserves man so that they can lower it before. And yeah. you know what's really fucked up? You know how Joe Biden made these deals with the Saudis? Right. The OPEC? Yeah, that's right. Do you know what they started doing? No. <laughs> it's just disgusting. So all they're doing is like, okay, they're selling all of their oil to us and to like the, the Europe and everything yeah. at the inflated price. Mm -hmm. And what they're burning is they're just buying fuel from Putin at a discounted rate. Oh, good stuff. So Putin is still getting money from the Saudis, and they're getting enough money from us wow. to pay Putin the same price he was getting before the war. Wow. Actually, it's higher than it was before the war, but it's still a discount to the Saudis, and they're just pocketing all the, the money. It's funny because this is what happened with China. Weren't we doing the same thing like three or four so months ago? Same thing with India. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Oh, man. This is what happens. You know, the phrase is true. You go woke, you go broke. Oh, absolutely. We've broke yeah. ourselves. And apparently, you go woke, you run out of energy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You run out of energy, and uh, all the production is going to go down. Did you see what... They're threatening inflation-wise, how they really can't tame it, and the recession is coming now. There's, you know, I can't believe no they're still can... saying it's coming. <laughs> Aren't we in it? It is here, dude. This train already ran us over. Didn't the market <laughs> crash this week? We're, we're, we're trying to pick up our legs right now. <laughs> we're that guy in Saving Private Ryan, like, holding his arm. Oh, wow. <laughs> we already got blown up. Wow. We need to start recovering. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything crashed, right? Am I correct about that? Like, are, are we in the yeah, dumps? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> the Titanic is at the bottom of the ocean. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're, this is, we're, you can't avoid, avoid the iceberg now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're going to try to bring this in for a soft landing. A soft, soft landing? No, 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 this is, this is already sully. We already landed on the river. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sully. There is no making it to the runway. We're on the river, okay? <laughs> now we need to, to, to adapt. <laughs> Let's get the life jackets. Let's get the, you, know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
yeah. grab your seat. It can be used as a flotation device. Let's fucking get ourselves out of this mess. <laughs> We've entered okay? women and children first scenario here, people. I guess uh, now we have to see the rise of unemployment, which is so the threat that's that what, I'm reading. That's what has to happen, yeah. Yeah. They need people to go so broke. That they need people to die. That's what's going to happen. Which, don't worry, folks. Get that bivalence. We'll get you there quicker than everyone else, all right? That'll be good yeah. for the population. <laughs> you need it to be, or yeah, you need unemployment to go up, people to starve, people to... You know, I am yeah. a broken record with this, but... This is the World Economic Forum Great Reset in action, man. I mean, they're tanking the economy. Everyone's going to lose their jobs. You know what's going to be the answer. Come to Big Daddy government. Sorry, Big Brother government. Let me use the right terminology there. <laughs> I meant, you know, I use the daddy reference because of the leather dog folk in the administration, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Come to Big Brother and we'll, we'll cut your check. It'll be digital. Uh, and we own your home. Sorry. Yeah. But you want to live, right? Yeah, oh, they're going to do it, man. This is over. I think it's That's gonna... what they need. They, they need to do it, because you need, uh, you just need people to stop spending money, man. Nobody stop. Everybody's still spending money like crazy. I said it's from day one. COVID was the beta test. They, and what were they testing? How far can we go with you? Where can we push you, sheep? Yeah. <laughs> And you know what they've discovered? They can push us right over the fucking cliff. You know what they real you know what the, you know what was really discovered is for all that fucking tough guy talk, all you fucking city tough guys fucking <laughs> cr- crumble to the man. Well, hey, let's get it fair though. Uh what was the first assault from the media and government and the whole machine, the first thing they fought and destroyed was masculinity. Yeah. They took away men in our culture. And then when they encroached on our lives, there were no men left to fight back, man. Yeah, that's the truth. What did we talk about with Leah Thomas? Where's his dad? I know. Where's that guy's dad? Can someone get that guy a dad? I mean, where do we talk about, like a man, like a man dad? You know, well, the problem is his dad was born a chick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the issue that we've had with the whole gender stuff and the you know the tranny shit and the fact that now every kid is gay apparently. And uh, where are the dads yeah. raising young men to be men, taking them camping, chopping wood, man? You know, playing baseball. And football. I think that has to do with like the divorce rate going up and everything. You know. I just think our culture is sissified, dude. That too. That's the problem. Man, uh, I don't mean to segue this like this, but I dude, think I know where you're going. I saw the greatest movie. I did too. I've ever seen in my life on Netflix. And inform us. I think this is gonna. I don't think you saw this one. I did. Maybe. Facing Nolan. Ah. Facing Nolan. You, you told me to watch jujitsu. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's a dumb movie. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you right now, movie of the year. I don't even need to wait the next three months. Movie of Fa- the year. Facing Nolan about um, Ryan Nolan, Nolan, the pitcher. Yes. And this is on Netflix. It's on Netflix, dude. It's a doc, dude. That documentary had me so sucked in. Really. <clears throat> I fucking I, w- I realized I wasn't even drinking my beers. I wasn't taking smoke breaks. I wasn't even looking at my phone. I don't believe it. Oh, dude, I was so <laughs> sucked in. That thing had me fucking crying, laughing out loud, wow. fucking falling in love, falling in love with the guy. But you know, you're talking about like what is a man and everything. It's like, dude, you gotta watch that. We need men like that. That is just such a great fucking story. Really? And the documentary was so well done. 
You know what I mean? Wow, looks and like you can catch it on Apple TV from what I'm seeing. It's on apparently it's on everything. It's on everything. All right. Good endorsement. Dude, the movie of the year, I'm telling you. Movie of the year, really? Yeah. And if you don't know who Nolan Ryan is, man, you're going to fall in love with him. Do you think we're at a point where people don't know Nolan Ryan? Absolutely. Uh, Nolan Ryan currently, it's a uh, documentary biography. Uh, 90, 98% on the tomato meter from the critics. And holy shit, Mike, audience score, 100%. I don't know if that's incredible. They did such a good job. And they did it with like the old kind of Texas man documentary voice. Oh you know? man! And not only that, it gets my number one criteria for a hundred percent in my book. Two thumbs up. It's a hundred. It's one hour and forty five minutes long. Thank you, sir. Oh, it's perfect Thank timing. You. <laughs> oh, perfect timing, dude. Yeah. All right, critics consensus, uh, essential viewing for baseball fans and just as captivating for the uninitiated. All right, I'm in. It's, it's just a, sh- a story of a, of, a, of, a, of a good man. You know what I mean? And you, I don't know. It's kind of, it's really cool because, dude, he started in the 60s. Wow. Really? Because I remember him still pitching like in the 90s, man. Dude, I remember being a little <laughs> kid when he played that last game. It was like the biggest deal in the world, right? Yeah. And that was in like 93. Wow. Yeah, dude, that was in 93, and he started in like uh, it was like six, the end of the 60s. Uh, Nolan Ryan's MLB debut September 11th, 1966 for the New York Mets. <laughs> His last game. His last game was September twenty second, which uh, this week uh, anniversary nineteen ninety three. Wow. <laughs> to his credit, this is before they checked for steroids. Uh, these guys could roll for a while back then. Uh, uh, and dude, that, I, you know, you know what, man? I think that's really what it was. They even show like. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he wasn't on steroids, right? That's the only way you could last that long. I think a part of it, too, um, wow, you know what's crazy? This is the era when these guys would pitch, like, eight-inning games. Oh, my God, no, dude, that's what blew my you mind. Know, like- <laughs> Frank, it brought me, it made me really think about, because you know what? He, so in the documentary, they start talking about, like, his, his biggest gripe in the MLB was when they went to the fucking pitch count. And he kind of talks about how, like, that was really what changed pitching, and he didn't like it. Because if you started, you should finish the game. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And, yeah. They, you, oh, you, know what yes. it, you know what it is, man? That's what happened with baseball is it became WWE. That's what happened with all these sports. All sports. Well, Right? Well, because also then, you know, you got this guy out on the mound, and that arm's worth $2.4 million. You don't want to break it. You know, yeah. So as an organization, you're pulling him. It's a whole different ball game. Back then, Nolan Ryan's making, you know, 100K a year, which I know I got, it changes inflation and all that bullshit, but, like, uh, my point being, it was a different era and a different time, and I think owners didn't care about the players as much. They were kind of just players that brought in money. Dude, you know? he said his first contract in the, in the Mets yeah. in the 67 season <laughs> yeah. or whatever, 66. Wow. that's so long ago. $7,000. Oh, my God. $7,000, oh, wow. dude. <laughs> wow. He, I didn't know that he was the player. He was the first uh, professional player to break a million. Crazy. Any sport. Any sport. Absolutely crazy. He had seven career no-hitters. This oh, guy's a monster, dude, the man. The seventh career no-hitter, right? <laughs> yeah. The seventh career no-hitter, the last guy up to bat, is the son of a guy who he went to uh, pitching, uh, who he was like, uh, what'd they call it? Like a pitching camp. Wow. So him and this guy, they were, they, when they started their career, they were like with the A's at the pitching squad or whatever, and then that guy's son is up to bat on his seventh no-hitter. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. 20 years later, dude. To play that long, that longevity is monstrous, man. And again, they they weren't on pitch. I mean, I assume he still played full games. That was the era where they would just get pissed off if you took him out. 
Well, dude, I was thinking about that, man. That's why we don't have no hitters anymore. Does anybody? Do they do that anymore? We do still have no hitters, but uh, the guy that does the no hitter, he's not going to pitch. He'll pitch four innings the next outing. He's yeah. he's not going to go and try to do another no hitter. It used to be embarrassing <laughs> to not, you know, you boo and they pulled out the pitcher, you know. Yeah, you used to play hurt. That was the whole point. I mean, Cal Ripken Jr., he has the longest streak for playing consecutive games and never sitting. And oh, Cal Ripken. It'll never oh, be topped. There's one thing that really blew my mind about the whole documentary that really yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. There's the Cy Young Award. Yes. Which I, I'd never heard of. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you know? It's a big deal for pitchers. Like, apparently, it's the biggest deal because it's all the critics or the... Not the critics, the uh, sports writers. It's a big deal, let's say, when you're up for Hall of Fame nod. and uh, Yeah, but who votes know. on it? It's like the writers, it's, right? Yeah, it's sports writers and sports historians writers. and yeah, various guys. Yeah. He never won. Wow. He never got one. And what's really funny is in the documentary, they ask, they go through, they like, they, they just show a montage of all these pictures. Right. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, Randy Johnson and all these guys. It'll, it'll show like underneath them and say like this guy won five this guy won four this guy you know what i mean sure and they're all guessing how many he won and like none of them believe he didn't win any <laughs> yeah, he got snubbed every, every season i can only i can only imagine because there were better pitchers maybe but maybe just people didn't like him Possible he was an, an asshole. So you know why I think he's the greatest? It's because uh, I love the stat that he has the most strikeouts and the most walks. That is nuts. He never pitched a perfect game. That could uh, play into a little bit of that action. However, uh, he um, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1999. So he, he got in. Career batting. <laughs> 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 The batting average was a uh, uh, one ten. <laughs> Dude, pitchers don't pit, uh, bat anymore. It's out but, of the MLB now. Man, when you could throw a hundred nine miles per hour, doesn't matter. I loved when a pitcher would go in there and just like crank a dinger. Dude, that was the best. Yeah, nothing excites a freaking stadium more than seeing the pitcher get up there and hit a home run, man. Yeah, oh, that is the best. It's, it, uh, I don't know. That's an element that baseball took away that I'm really sad it's gone. That, I loved it. You Why'd know? they take it away? What do you mean? Uh, there's no more pitcher-hitter. Uh, the pitchers just pitch, and in the place is a DH. And the whole push was from the Player Association. I thought that was only in the uh, American League or whatever. It's now the entire league. It became a rule about a uh, year ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, and it's because... The players wanted it because, uh, and I'll give you a good example of why this is kind of a good thing. Because there's a DH, it opened up a roster spot, and guys like Albert Pujols, who are at the end of their career, can just be a DH. And then... No, no, fuck that. Pujols just cranked, uh, he just went past the 700 mark. He's in an, in an exclusive club. I don't care. I don't, I, that's, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You don't like well. The DH is in, man. No, no DH, man. You want to play? You want to hit? You gotta go play right field. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to fucking pitch? You're gonna have to go fucking take take three swings. I don't care. You gotta fucking take three pitches. The DH is now a thing. It's it's, oh, it's such part bullshit. of baseball now. Yeah, and I did not like it either. I love see, and that's a fucking game. that's like one of these like we need more hits, more runs for the fans. And you guys are losing, 100%. I think you're losing fans by doing this kind of shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. When no, they were showing no. the games from like the 70s and stuff, dude, it's like, it was like, it's, I remember even in the, like when I was a little kid, it used to be like you went to the ball game and it was like these 11 guys against those 11 guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or nine guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, because he had 11 because he always had like the... <laughs> because you always have like, you know, the relief pitcher or stuff, but sure. it was never yeah. like you had... I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's upsetting. Oh, trust me, I'm a huge fan of baseball. Now you have a designated runner. You got a designated hitter. You got a designate. You know what I mean? Like, just no, no, no. You got to fucking play offense. You got to play defense. You know? <laughs> I struck a nerve here, folks. Incredible. <laughs> Sorry. It kills me. All right. Well, we're at that break point, Mike. It's time to go.
Who, who was that? Uh, who was that back in the day? Was that Deion Sanders? Neon Deion Sanders. Neon Deion wasn't he the one that fuck? He, he scored a touchdown and hit a home run. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't make them like that anymore. Yeah, man. go tell that guy. Oh, I need a designated hitter. <laughs> fuck you, bro. You play both sides of the ball at both sports. Okay. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Dion, Dion, man, they need to make a documentary about that motherfucker. I'm dude. sure it's coming. He's a he's a coach now. Is he really? Yeah, he coaches uh, college ball for a small uh, market team, and he's getting players that would normally go to big markets to come play for his small market team, which is great. It's bringing in a lot of awesome. revenue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dion Sanders, stand up dude. <laughs> Where is it? I don't in know. In Michigan, it's some small team. I don't give a fuck about them. Oh. <laughs> It'd be amazing if it was a. He stayed for um, Detroit, right? The whole time? Ooh, Dion? No. Dion played for the Cowboys. Oh, the man. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the other guy. And then the I Lions. believe he was on the Niners for a minute. And uh, he had quite the career. He, Who was the guy on the, on the line? Oh, I was thinking of Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is Detroit's Walter Payton. Yeah. They need to do a thing about that. I was just watching a highlight reel of him. Dude. Oh, Barry Sandals, uh, Sanders? That, that <laughs> motherfucker would just like run into a pile of guys, and that pile would stay, and he would just pop out the other end. <laughs> Dude, literally, he was like made of liquid water. Like, he was water. <laughs> insane, and dude. You couldn't touch him. People would just splash through him. It was insanity. <laughs> Detroit Lions would have every game with three touchdowns, and both of them were him running a 98-yarder yeah. off of a fucking, <laughs> off of like a dive play. God, Detroit is such a sad organization. They had maybe one of the greatest running backs of all time. They couldn't surround him with any talent whatsoever. They just decided, well, we'll make some money off Barry and then burn his career out and get another guy. (laughs) Fucking assholes, man. (laughs) You're right. They couldn't get one guy. No, they had that receiver for a while. Bring in Troy Aikman. I'm just saying, like, surround Barry Sanders with some talent, man. They never did it. It was just Barry. a lead blocker. It was always Barry running for his life from everybody. That was (laughs) (laughs) Every play, just give it to Barry. (laughs)